The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Namaste. Welcome to the Conscious Combo Podcast. I am your host and teacher, Pippa Leslie. I'm here to share everything I learn, see, and channel. This podcast is for the conscious and curious beings who are ready to dive deeper into spirituality. I am so grateful you are here. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the show. I'm really excited today because I have another level three QHHT practitioner on the show to speak to us today. Her name is Elena Blage, and I've seen Elena on the forum. I've seen her commenting on a lot of the things that I've seen, and I've just been really intrigued to get her take on QHHT because you all know that I've started practicing it this year and I'm doing really well and I'm loving it so far. So to get someone as experienced as Elena is going to be amazing. So I'm happy to talk to you today. (laughs) Hi, Pippa. Thank you so much. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here with you. Appreciate it. Thank you. So I'm really intrigued to find out what got you into QHHT. How did Dolores come into your life? Well, because I asked for her help. (laughs) Actually, um, I didn't know Dolores when I actually accidentally bumped into her. So um, as I have mentioned before in uh, some of my you know, interviews or what have you, I had um, a, a history with back pain for um, 10 years. And then that kind of uh, attracts other symptoms or discomforts in the body, like sadness, depression, and all of that. And, um, you know, life is just one trial after another. And I found myself with this uh, impairment in a way. And uh, I was going by the traditional way, going to the doctors and all of that. And um, after my back surgery, I realized that nothing has changed. And this, I don't know, intuition came to me, you have to change, that's there for a reason. And I said, hey, you know, that's great. I need help, universe. Show me the way. So I learned a valuable lesson right there and then. If you need anything, you have to ask. Without asking, nothing will come your way. That's the first step. Then I asked and I bumped into one of Dolores' videos and I said, oh my God, who's this cute little lady, right? That's talking about aliens and planets <laughs> ascension and what is that? So I started digging into this, listening to her YouTube videos, reading her books, and I just knew it. 
I just knew this is what I'm going to have to do for the rest of my life. This is how I'm going to be part of, um, this is part of my mission. As we all have a little bit of, how do I say this? We're all contributing. We're all helping, right? So I felt like, oh my goodness, this is how I'm going to make myself better. This is how I'm going to heal. But I need to understand what's going on with me, right? So um, I was looking for a practitioner that was in 2015 when I found her. And it was just so happened that Julia was holding a class uh, half an hour from where I was living at the time in L.A. And I said, I'm going. This is it. I'm flying. Right. So I go to the class and I felt like I was home. I felt like I was with people that I knew before it was such a comfort such a reassurance that I'm on the right path I didn't know what's going to happen next but I had this little you know trust in me like something has to happen something has to shift I'm here for a higher reason so as you know when you uh, when you go to the class actually this was one this was uh, level one or level no no it was level one so it was at the time when we were able to do it still live right so i go to the class the first day we meet we talk it was beautiful then it was a day where we trade sessions with other practitioners right so i had a session from my roommate and this is what i understood the root cause of my pain which i think is very very important to um, see it, to feel it, to know it, to take responsibility for it, to understand why that happened. So I realized that I was holding a lot of sadness and anger because of certain situations in my childhood. So that little kid in me was still hurt, was still crying, was still in pain. And I didn't know for the longest time, but it was projected through my adult years, right? And I was able to forgive and let go. I was given the higher understanding of things. Why was this life designed for me the way that it was? Why did I choose those parents and that family dynamic? And what was the purpose, the lesson for me in all of this? So when you're giving that higher perspective, that different angle of things, when you're realizing that, hey, you know, I'm actually quite powerful, powerful because I manifested this in my life. So if I manifested that I made myself sick, then I can make myself better. What do I need to do? Right? So I did my homework. I listened to the session. I applied all the advices. And I found myself how I was um, feeling better uh, in my body and in my mind. My body started my back because that was the biggest problem. After the session, my back literally started making funny noises, which... I didn't know at the time, but now that I look back, I was actually 
physically releasing the emotions that I was holding for 20 years or so. How is that possible, right? And then I start to feel more positive. Something had shifted after my first QHHD session. And I realized if this had such a huge impact on me, then I can help others because now I know how to do it. And I believe in it because I experienced it. So that was the beginning of my QHHD journey. And in, uh, in my first session, my higher self was telling me, yeah, Elena, you're going to work with so many people and you're going to do great things. And I didn't believe it. I was like, who? Little me? No. Me with clients? No. Who would have thought that I would become not only a practitioner, a hypnotist? What is that? I had no idea. Right? But I said, hey, you know, something is here for a reason. I have, I have to follow it. I have to do my best. So because I was starting to feel better, the trust in this method was very high in me. I knew it's going to work. I knew it's going to make a difference in people's life. So I started my journey and I talked to my subconscious and I said, you guys need to send me clients because at that time when I uh, went to my level one, we have just moved from Texas back to California, right? So I didn't know anybody in, in, in LA. I didn't have, only my neighbors, that's all. But that didn't stop me to spread the word. <laughs> so every person I would meet, I would tell them, oh my God, I'm doing this oh, quantum healing hypnosis and it's helping you get in touch with yourself, your inner self and understand things and so forth and uh, make you align yourself with a better aspect of you. And the clients start flowing and rolling. And I was busy since the get-go, to be honest with you. So as I progressed, the sessions started to get a little bit harder, <laughs> more challenging, but it kept me motivating because I realized, number one, I'm getting all the help that I need from Dolores and my subconscious, my guides and angels. And this is helping people because I would, I was going to, at that point, I was getting um, feedback. My back doesn't hurt. I'm not depressed anymore. Elena, this shifted in my life. So I feel so good after the session. So for me, that was the payback. That was the, um, the reward that life was giving me back because I was helping. I was giving something in return to the healing that I got. I resonate a lot with that story because I moved to New Zealand four months ago and I was the same. I was like, okay, so I've done my case studies. Now I'm in a country that I just don't know anybody apart from my fiance and my two stepchildren, but I'm, I love making friends. I love connecting. So I just mm -hmm. literally went out to the world and I just started to meet new people. I, and then most funny, the same as what you said, like I would tell people, oh, what do you do for work? I was like, I'm I'm a hypnosis practitioner. And then when they say it, the jaws like hit the, the floor because in New Zealand, it's not it's not widely popular like it, it is, but it's not there's not it's not saturated as much. 
-hmm. So I have been the same. I have been busy. I'm doing three or four a week because that's kind of my capacity that I want to be able to do at the moment, uh, you know, because of, of just situate, just my situation really. And the same, I just, I, I wake up and I think, so, so it's funny because I, I told Suzanne this three years, three years ago. Yeah. In 2019, I was in Australia and I, I was listening to Dolores. I just, I just started to learn about her and I, she, she was creeping in, you know, in different ways. And I used to think, oh my God, I couldn't be a hypnotherapist or a hypnotist. And like, it's just so, it must be such a hard thing to do. Oh my God. They're so brave doing this. And this is me just saying this, like what you just said. And then even to be a past life regressionist, I think, oh, how wonderful and how how amazing. These people are super special. Like to be gifted like that. So I used to just listen to all these different past lives and, you know, and, and Dolores kind of creeped in. I was, you know, I was listening to other spiritual teachers because uh, I'd left a toxic relationship and then I was kind of on a soul discovery journey in Australia. My listeners have heard this story many times, but basically you know, Dolores was creeping in and I always ask, you know, what are the lessons I need to learn from her? You know, cause that, you know, teachers come into your life for different reasons. And I told Suzanne, Suzanne this story on, on our episode, but I know you'll probably want to hear it. I don't know if you, you probably did probably see what she'd said about my partner channeling Dolores. Oh, I'll have to listen to it again. Yeah. Yeah. It just, cause my partner's really spiritual and he channels a lot, especially when he's going to bed and he goes through a door and he, you know, he sits with his guides and different people come in and, you know, I was asked, I think I was asking for guidance. So I think he was the one to receive it for me. And it was in the September or the October, I think of 2019, uh, last, no, last year. Was it last year? Yeah. yeah, last year, I think. And I was kind of like moving through different things and I was asking for guidance. And then my partner had woke up because we were separated from because from, mm. uh, of COVID. And he said, mm. you won't believe what happened last night in my dream. I said, okay, because he, he channels before bed and then he, he writes it down in the morning when he wakes up. He said, well, I did my usual. I went through the doorway and my guides were there. And there was a little old lady sat on a bench. Now, Chris had not really heard of Dolores. He'd not like not heard of her, but he'd not really read into a lot of her work. Right. So he knew bits about her, but not a lot. So he said this little old lady was sat on the bench. So I went to chat to her and basically she told him the year she was born, the year she died and told him to read the Convoluted Universe book one. So he's like, that was so precise, the message. And he'd never heard that book before. He actually had to Google it in the morning. And he actually, he's, wow. he's read, obviously he's read it, but he, uh, you know, she was talking about past life regression and how it's helping the planet. And it's, you know, and then when he told me, I was like, oh, I've been looking into Dolores and I said that she does QHHT. And I think that's a message for me. And it was just, it was just surreal really. Cause I was kind of asking for it, but in my own meditation, and then my yeah. partner kind of delivers the message for me through Dolores. So that was kind of really profound. And, you know, and when he looked up the book and the year she was born and the year she died, he was just, he had goosebumps. He was just like, what the hell? So it kind of just all, it all made sense. So I did my level one and it just, and I know you did it live and you're with people, you know, but even, even listening to Dolores on, on the videos and then listening to other people with their experiences. And then obviously now I'm in the forum. I do feel mm. at home. I do feel mm. held. I feel like I'm in a community that we all have a similar mission and we're all just, so whenever I'm doing a QHHT session now, I just imagine Dolores is in the corner of the room watching me yeah. <laughs> and yeah. she's just overseeing it with me and she's helping me through it. And yeah. and I, I, like I said to you before we press record, it just, 
every every client's so different and I'm just so blessed to be able to do that and like I said three years ago I wouldn't have thought I'd be a hypnosis practitioner today so it's kind of like like miraculous to even think you know you really don't know what's on the horizon in your life no but what I have learned is to just take it one day at a time and push yourself you're gonna be you're gonna be surprised how much you can accomplish when you're uh, you know stretching your boundaries yeah and Dolores is in a way I mean yeah she's not in the physical but gosh she's all over (laughs) you know she's helping everybody she um this one time came into uh one of my sessions okay so this was uh (laughs) I normally don't lose my cool in the session but that time I did (laughs) to be honest with you so I had this uh, couple that came um husband and wife he came first and his session was great and the the second day his wife um beautiful lady she comes in and she tells me up front elena i don't know what you're doing i don't know who dolores is my husband sent me here brought me here to have a session with you i have no idea what this is all about right but i have some questions i'm like great let's do it who cares right so we do the session and she ended up being uh what we call somnambulistic as in she didn't remember anything so that's very very rare nowadays as we talked a little bit earlier you know people they're a little bit aware and that's totally fine because we can actually access our guides angels divine self if you may in our awakening state right now as the veil is lifting but so um we start doing the session i had no idea she's somnambulistic until i brought her up and she said what happened and how long i was under right so uh, we saw beautiful past life nothing out of the ordinary to be honest with you but Let's say the last 10, 15 minutes of the session, I hear this voice and the voice goes, Elena, it's me, Dolores. I'm like, hi, Dolores. <laughs> really, I was so surprised because she was very, very high strong. And I said, yeah, hi, Dolores. Elena, I have a message for you. Yeah, what's the message, Dolores? Thank you for being here. And she said, remember, we have a contract. You have to start teaching and you have to travel and you have to keep at it and you have to, you know, be the best that you can be at QHUSD because we have a contract, Elena. (laughs) And that's when I understood, oh my goodness, right? All of us, practitioners and people that are feeling nudged, to follow her legacy, her steps. What this is all predestined. This is all arranged prior to us coming here, right? This is our mission. But it, it was very. It just I laughed so hard that day because it was so important for me to understand that I actually do have a contract with Dolores, and the contract is to do QHD and to just stretch my boundaries and do my best and help as many as I can. But it was very very um surreal i would say very surreal when you experience something like that it is it's like you know it's it's like like i said the word you mentioned earlier about belief it's the belief isn't it if you don't believe it because one of my big mm-hmm. spiritual teachers is wayne dyer and he says you'll see it when you believe it and it's you know not you'll believe it when you see it it's the opposite so it's it is about belief it's about 
you know, because that's what you say when you connect to what you believe in. It's like everyone believes dif- differently. We see the world dif- you know, differently. But if we're all just doing our bit and we're all just following our bliss and we're following our hearts. And for me, it's just to help people. So I'm consistently learning. I'm consistently being a sponge to knowledge, to wisdom, and I can just share it with people. So I'm really interested to, with with you, Lily, is prior to QHHT, have you always been spiritual or is it something that's kind of got gradual? I was, but I felt like I um, I really grew my wings after I found Dolores. But I was always the black sheep. I was always different. I was, but I didn't have the tools to increase that in a way, right? Um, so when I was back in Romania, busy, got married, had a kid, then came to the States, I didn't really have the time to uh, focus on my metaphysical studies and spiritual nature as much because um, life got in the way and you have a family trace and right so you do other things <laughs> so um, but it was still in me the need to help people this is why I was an aesthetician I I done massages and all of that right um, so it was in a way, I was still healing, but I knew there is more. I knew there is more. I didn't feel complete, Pippa, right? And I said to the universe, um, before me starting to get very, very sick, I said to the universe, I feel like I'm being kept on the sidelines. I've, and I, I felt like I have had this knowledge in me that I didn't have anybody to share with because my family is not, not awakened and still not is. And I didn't have spiritual friends and I felt like left out, right? Until I found Dolores. <laughs> but in the meantime, um, you know, just busy with life, raising a kid, um, job and all of that. I didn't really have time to meditate, n- nothing like that. But when I found Dolores, everything flipped because I felt alive again. That's it. I really felt alive again. I felt like me and my purpose. Yeah, that's kind of like how I feel like since being in New Zealand as well it's kind of given me a different sense of purpose because I'm where I'm meant to be so I I remember Mm -hmm. chatting to a tarot reader and he's he's pretty psychic and he said last year you know as soon as you get to New Zealand everything's just going to explode because you've been away from your partner for so long you've been living with your parents through COVID so I did feel quite stagnant last year yeah but then since being in New Zealand, I had the urge. I was like, I need to get set up. I need to get my back room set up. I need to get my hypnosis room. And I was still waiting for some boxes to arrive from the UK with some certificates in. And because I'm a Reiki healer as well. So I wanted to get all my room done. And literally from the get-go, you said something really important. This is what I say to everybody. If you don't ask, the universe does not know what to serve you. And I live in service to others. And that's one of my values from the Tao Te Ching. And I remember saying, I remember sat there and I'd, I'd got my spiritual corner ready and all my crystals were on there and my little ornaments and all my Disney things. And I was just sat and I just oh, sighed. And I just said to the universe, I'm ready. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Send me the clients in all areas for QHHT, for Reiki, for guidance, whatever. Just send them to me. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was so funny. Two days later... I 
had a phone call off a lady who's in New Zealand here in Hamilton and she offered me a job working for a health coaching company. She found my profile on Seek because I had mm-hmm. to update my CV for my visa and things like that. So it was obviously on Seek. So she'd found me. Part of me was like, yeah, I need to get a job to get stable and to, you know, because my partner works, he earns quite well. So I don't really need to work financially. But I was like, okay, so I need to, I need to do my bit. I need to go and get a part-time job so I can bring in my part of them, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she offered me this job and, I, and then I got this sense of, oh, 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 a job. How amazing. Someone sought me out. How amazing is that? And then Chris was like, you don't really need that job, do you? I said, no, I don't. And then I sat with it and I thought, whoa, this is a check. This is a checkpoint for me. Two days prior, I've asked the universe to send me clients to help. So the university said, well, hang on, here's a job offer. Let me see, you know, and I'd, obviously I didn't take it, but I thought how how amazing is that, that that happens? And I had another check last week where a lady I was chatting to, she needs help in a cafe over spring and summer because we're coming to spring now. And she said, it's just doing two days a week. And I thought, what? It's not about the money for me when I was just like, you know, because I'm getting married in December. So, I, you know, again, when the ego mind creeps in, it's like, well, it's that consistent, stable money and da 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 da, da. I thought, well, I'm gone. I'm working 10 hours a week, uh, 10 hours a day where I could be using those hours to help someone. And I'm just like, you know, just, just when you sit with it and I'm thinking it's just another little check. And yeah. I just said, no, I said, no. I said, I you know I'd love to help her, but it's just not my my passion. And, and, and I asked myself, can I see myself in a cafe working? Mm-hmm. I want to be at home with people helping them. The same thing happened to me. Right before uh, I was, um, I had found Dolores and I enrolled to her class, right? It was very, very short, as I said. But in that time, I was also looking at other, you know, avenues to make an income because we just returned from Texas, right? So I found this job as an esthetician. I applied, they called me for an interview and I did go, but I cannot. I can't tell you how much my guys were screaming inside. Don't go. No, that's not the way. I felt such resistance in my body. This is what I learned to, I learned to listen to my body because my body actually was the guidance from the higher self telling me, right? So I felt very, very uneasy, but I still went. So I went to the interview. The lady loved me. She said, okay, you're starting tomorrow. Yada, yada, you're doing great right? So I come home and I got very sick, like literally very nauseated. So I said, hang on, this is a message. This is a message. I need to cool down here and then don't jump the horse, right? So at night I was, because that's when I meditate and I get a lot of insights and messages so forth. Um, I felt such a strong pulse not to, not to do that. I felt like that's not my way. It doesn't feel right. And um, I'm glad that I did. I'm glad that I did. Because if I always say, if you're aware of the way that you feel about certain things, you can take the right decision. But you have to be in tune and in touch with your body. You have to stop and listen. This is something that the subconscious says in sessions all the time. They're not listening to us. That's why they're straying off the, they're not listening to that intuition, to that guidance, you know, system that we all have. 
Right. Yeah, and that, I think that's why so many people get sick when they're not happy in their careers. And, and you know, I hear people all the time, you know, it's what it's not about just getting up and leaving your nine to five job because, you know, because I know you've got to, you know, you've got to support your family and you've got bills to pay. It's part of making the living. But mm-hmm. there's something you can do about it. There's something you can change. You know, you're one step away from a completely different life. And it sounds so cliche, like you've heard all this before, but it really is. It was literally to a point of, I created this life in New Zealand with my partner. And that was mm-hmm. that was over an instant shift because of mm-hmm. COVID and him not wanting to stay in America. Everything just completely shifted. And we just said, right, we're going to make a life in, in New Zealand. And it's literally more than I ever imagined. And it always is. You know, all the things you want to manifest into your life, you got to believe that they're out there. you got to believe that you're worthy of them and you've got to believe that they will probably be better than you ever imagined because they they end up being better than you imagined. Because we're master creators and whatever we believe in, we manifest, right? And we have to be aware whatever we put out there into the universe, whatever we want to create, because it can go both ways, right? Yeah. That's why people make themselves sick. Like if you if you feel stressed and you know sick all the time, and you you just feel down and fatigue, your body is literally doing everything it can to say, "Listen to me, listen to mm-hmm. what I have to say." You know, and that's why people have burnout because they're just not stopping and and smelling the roses. And I know how it feels because I've been I've been there before where you just you're on autopilot. You don't stop to connect, to go within. People ask that a lot of me. They say, you know, how, how do you do it? How, how how do you connect? How do you go within? How do you? It's like they need the instruction manual for it because, again, it's the control over the perfectionism. Right, right, right. But we're all functioning so differently. So my way is not necessarily your way. So the best way, and again, I'm I'm referring to uh, the subconscious and the beautiful wisdom that's coming from the sessions, right? The best way is to calm the mind, to stop, literally to stop what you're doing and take 5, 10, 15 minutes a day for yourself. Everybody can do that. But are we willing to do that? Are we willing to listen? Sometimes I have clients and they're coming and the biggest fear, Pipa, is what if I'm going to hear something bad? That never happens. That never happens because we all play in our incarnation. We all play the villains and the perpetrators and the subconscious is not going to give you more than you can handle anyway, right? But they will help you understand how to shift your reality. Yeah. I'm intrigued to ask you, I asked this to Suzanne and she was like, oh my God, (laughs) have you, do you have any clients that stick out that you were just wowed by? I know you've probably got loads, but is there any like that stick out for you? I just had one actually last week. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. So I actually have, um, I made some notes. I had a feeling you're going to ask me that. Okay. So I made some notes. I'm going to tell you a very short one and then a little bit of a longer one, but not that long. So um, this man comes in and he has a lot of anger. And he said, Elena, I am angry and I don't know how to, you know, um, 
heal myself from this? How to, what's this all about? And I said, well, have you always felt angry? He says, yeah, since I was a kid. Okay, great. So as we were talking about his life at the time that he um, chose to go to army, right? He wanted to go and blow stuff up. He said, I needed to go into army to blow stuff up. And I said, fine, whatever. Let's see what's going to happen in the session, right? So we go in the session. Um, the session, the timing of the session was in 1940s in Chicago. And he was a very um, proeminent man that was um, um, ruling, I don't know how to say that, a factory. They had a factory where they were making weapons, right? Him and his partner. Um, his partner was very nice, very kind to the people, very giving. The subconscious said the partner was the light and my client was the darkness in that dynamic, right? Um, he was not very nice with people. He was abusive. He was greedy and so forth. So what they did, someone planted bombs and the factory exploded, right? So as I was walking him through that experience the way that he died I didn't know that he lost his life so when the explosion came he saw flashes whatever and I said do you still have a physical body and he said yeah yeah I can feel my body where is your partner oh I don't see him anymore great but as we progressed he realized I said how are you feeling and he said I feel good I feel at peace I feel happy and that's when I knew he he wasn't in the same state of mind as before so it was the clue for me oh my god he did pass right so we understood when I moved into the subconscious the subconscious said this life is about him paying back that karma as a matter of fact right now in this life he's going through some um, legal issues so he has this huge company that his brother left him brothers passed but the lawsuit doesn't seem to go anywhere it's very stagnant and I asked the subconscious what's going on here when is the lawsuit going to be okay so he can start collecting money again and having you know beautiful life for his family right and the subconscious said um, when he's going to learn not to be in greed and when he's going to learn to function from the heart and to give to people, that's when the lawsuit will stop because he needs to learn to let go of the greed. He needs to shift. He's here to pay whatever, to pay. Pay, pay sounds very, very harsh, just to balance the energy yeah. of the previous life, right? So we understood that this mission, this life was all about finding his way back to himself, tapping into the spiritual side of things, right? Another thing that happened in that life that I thought that's very, very interesting is he was, his wife passed away of cancer and it was the same wife, if I'm not mistaken, as the one in this life, right? And he wanted a boy for the longest time, right? Mind you, he has five girls because they kept trying because he was expecting for his boy to come. Now, what happened in the pa that past life, um, his wife died of cancer and he was left alone to raise the boy. Mind you, he had help and maids and all of that. But when I when we first started the session, I'm going all over the place, I'm sorry. But when we first started the session, uh, he started crying like, oh my God, my boy. 
I was waiting for you. I reckon you. I missed you. I have never seen a man crying so hard by realizing how a past life can actually influence mm-hmm. in this one. Yeah. That's amazing. So that was, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, he has some homework to do. Mm-hmm. This is why I always say, okay, the session is done. We were able to uncover and to understand more about this life situation, but it's in your hands. What do you want to do with it? Do you want to apply and shift or do you want to stay the same? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was uh, the short version. <laughs> now, I had another client, and this is a couple actually that's coming from Texas once once a year for sessions, right? So he's very spiritual at this point. He's an army guy, very, very strong, very strong man. Now, he, the session that we did last year, he said, Elena, you have to read the, um, um, the Emerald Tablets. Toth, the Atlantean teachings, right, of Toth. And I said, fine, I'll get a book. I'll try to read it. I got the book. I wasn't able to read it. My mind would go places. It's like, okay, I'm not ready. Great. So we start the session and he sees himself floating in space in a pot. He was getting healing right from the get-go, right? Um... Now, as he was getting healing, this deep voice started to come over and answer questions in the third persons. So I thought, I knew in a way, okay, now we have the subconscious and so forth, right? And the subconscious started um, talking to us um, how they're monitoring his body, how their ship's all over um, <laughs> their ships watching all the light workers and all the spiritual people, the volunteers, as Dolores Cannon talked about, and we're all getting monitored, right, into how to become better at this. And we're having a lot of help, right? But what I thought is very, very interesting is they with this guy they are taking him at night bringing him on the ship and they're doing reading on his brain right so they're putting him in um certain circumstances he goes a lot in Kuwait and uh, to what is very very hot and very crazy right so they're putting him in extreme situations because they want to know how the human body functions. This is related to the ascension right now. Because if you're thinking about it, going through ascension, the body's changing. How does the body change? It's a lot of heat coming up all the time, right? So they're through him, they're learning uh how the body operates and there is like a network that's going on from ship to ship they're passing information to help us here down to earth never heard that one before i was like oh my god awesome (laughs) right so um so they're watching him okay and they're um they're how do i say this um Sometimes they're taking our bodies into the ship and sometimes they're working on the energetic body. It, it, it really depends what we need at the time, 
Okay. Yeah. Now with this guy, he's an army guy. He needed the COVID, the shot, right? Um, and he had to do it last year, right? He can listen to his uh, guides and the guide said, do it on the right side of the body, not on the right arm, not on the left arm. And I said, why? Right? And I was subconscious or the being that I was talking to. Why? And they said, because the right side of the body is more uh, with him. It was a little bit more thicker mm -hmm. and the serum wouldn't spread. And he was told to take some Benadryl right after to stop it, to stop the, how do you say that? To spread, right, in yeah, the body. Yeah. So that's what he did. And I asked the subconscious, hey, you know, is he okay? And they're like, oh, we cleared it right there and then. Don't even stress over that, right? So that made me think in a way, are we making a bigger fuss <laughs> about this in a way, right? Mm -hmm. um, after this, I felt this his voice his the energy in the session changed again and it was very very deep i was talking to this deep voice and i saw how do i explain this i saw in my mind's eye a sphere of light with two um arms coming out of the sphere of light so i had because this guy is it was all about you have to find thought in your life. You have to read the Emerald Tablets. And I had a strong feeling I was talking to thought in the session, right? And then I asked, hey, are you two related? What's your relationship with the guy on the bed? And the subconscious, this being shifted his head. He was looking more towards the wall at that time he lifted his hand and he was like facing me I still closed and I startled him he he said how did you know this yes we are connected but you're not supposed to know that right and I said but I just saw it in my mind's eye that's what I'm asking you I know you two are connected right and he said yes I am told but he carries my energy signature. He's not me. He's like me, right? And I said, okay, that's kind of awesome. Thank you for being here today, right? Um, he said that my client had to go to Egypt and I have to go with him, right? Mind you, I wanted to go to Egypt uh, in Egypt with Suzanne, they, they're just me making... Too. Yeah, I just didn't get to sign up. It was me too neither. late for me. It was happening and it kept me locked. And I said, it's not meant to be, I know it. So I'm supposed to go to this guy. Now, this guy, he said, the subconscious said, Elena, look at his palm. You're going you're gonna to see a pyramid. And I looked at his palm and he had this pyramid on the on his palm and you could see the cap where the golden caps are right and the subconscious said well he has a pyramid and he has also a fork in his uh, palm well when he goes to egypt he needs to go into the big pyramid and touch the wall i think to the north they said and while he's touching the wall i'm gonna be there i'm gonna infuse him with the knowledge that i know Right. I thought like, oh, my God, that's awesome. <laughs> right. I want to go now. <laughs> um, what else do I want to tell him? Um, 
and he said that we need so the 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 emerald tablets are actually the vibration when you're listening to that uh, to the story that's infused in there the vibration will help us with the ascension it will help us align with the incoming energy so um i'm doing it i'm listening i'm able to listen to that you know um beautiful story right now and i feel a shift in my body every time i'm listening my body vibrates Mm -hmm. so i know it's true Mm -hmm. i know we're we're getting so much help right now from from them. It's I'm quite happy and grateful that you bring Egypt up because I am a worthy ankh. So <laughs> I'm <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> I'm huge for Egyptian history, and I've always been really drawn to Egypt. And it was quite interesting because when I had my first QHHT session with another practitioner I was adamant and it's funny how Suzanne said she was like I'm gonna be a princess in my in my lives and she actually wasn't (laughs) I like was I know I have past lives in Egypt that's not the point what I just was adamant that I would that they would take me to the pyramids they would take me to Giza they would take me to you know Ashwan they would take me to Alexandria wherever in Egypt just I just knew I just knew that I'd, I'd come down off the cloud and I'd be on the desert and I didn't, it, I didn't go there that day. And I, you know, I wasn't meant to, I was clearly meant to go to the ones that I saw, but I'm like, I've reached out to a practitioner who's here and not far from me. And I'm like, can we just switch sessions, please? <laughs> Cause I really want, <laughs> I'm saying to my subconscious, can you just take me to an Egyptian life? Because one of Suzanne's clients that I listened to on her YouTube, they've gone to Egypt and I'm just sat there and I'm like, oh my God, this is just wonderful. And I have always had a pull to Egypt and when Suzanne posted it I didn't get in on time but it also doesn't really the dates didn't line up with when I could go but I'm just feeling that huge pull there I, I just and then you just mentioned Egypt so I'm like it's everywhere it's because obviously I'm thinking about it all the time but it, it, it literally the signs are everywhere at the moment I'm yeah. I'm actually studying Sekhem Reiki at the moment Hmm. which comes from the, the goddess Sek- Sekhmet yeah so I'm, wow. I'm, yeah. Wow. yeah I'm studying because I'm a Reiki master and I, I do a Sui Reiki and an Angelic Reiki and just quickly a few a couple of weeks about two weeks ago I was sat at the lake and I was just meditating and I said okay where do I need to go next because you know guides I'm consistently looking to learn to study I'm clearly on to the next thing and the guide said do your level two keep working on your level two chip away at your level two but then they were showing me Sekhmet and I was like, is that Isis? Because I always get confused of who's who. And I thought, is that Basset? And I was like, oh, who is it? And then she said Sekhmet with the kh. And I was like, oh, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, why, why are you here? And, and she said, you need to learn my ways. And I said, ways, what do you mean? I was like really confused. And she said, you are a healer. You facilitate healing. And she said, you are, you know, you have the Reiki energy. And she said, but Reiki is the word that we've, that they've used in Japan, you know, Japan and it's mm. the modern word. And I, th- I actually thought that I said, I've never, I've never thought about how the Egyptians healed. Like I've, I know, I knew they were connected. I knew they were, they had different modalities that they used, but I, I never asked the question, how did the Egyptians do energy healing? And it was oh. through Reiki, just universal life force energy, just in their way. So they would mm-hmm. use sek- Sekhem, which was healing. That's their word. And I was like, oh my. And then uh, Sekhmet said, you need to go and study Sekhem Reiki. And I was like, 
Okay. Mm. So I Googled it when I got home and I signed straight up. And I'm doing it right wow. now. How do you like it? It's just, it, when, I'm, when I'm listening to it, I feel like I already know it. Yes. So when I'm listening to it and I'm getting goosebumps, when I'm listening to the videos and she's talking about the different God, goddesses, the connections, the heart, the body, the mental, the, you know, similar to Reiki, the way we're taught it in Asui and Angelic. She's talking about the different, like the, the bar, ra, all these different. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, it's just like, it's like I already know. Yeah. Yeah. Resonance. Yeah. Um, yeah. When something resonates, that means um, it's an aspect of us that's getting awakened. This is how I see it. Um, with hypnosis, I, as we talked about, who would have thought that I'm going to hip or would, we don't really hypnotize yourself. Yeah, hypnosis yeah, yeah. guy. <laughs> but I'm going to be doing this. But in one of my um, other QGHD sessions, right, um, I saw myself doing exactly this in a past life with many clients. And I said, oh, my God, no wonder. Now, this makes completely sense because I have people asking me, so did you go to school a lot? And I said, no, just Dolores, that's it, right? But you wonder, where do you have this knowledge? Where do you have the confidence? How do you know what questions to ask and how to work with a client? This has to come from someplace else, right? Yeah. So it's, it's amazing to find out how many gifts and how many traits and um yeah we're bringing here with us in this incarnation just to help at this time yeah it's like when you want to help people you just want to soak up how many modalities you can to help them in and have a toolbox of just like here's my toolbox i'm opening my toolbox and i want to use this 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 and i think that's what i want to be able to you know to be able to to do for for clients is just you know you have your main modalities like your hypnosis you know but it's you know, for me, I want to be able to, I'm, I'm trying to create this day with Pippa where people come in one-on-one right. <clears throat> -on -one and they have, they spend the day with me. So we'll mm -hmm. do a QHHT, we'll do a Reiki healing. You know, it's going to be a really long, deep, I've got other things I want to do with them, like meeting the guides, mm -hmm. Reiki healing, doing second Reiki, connecting to them. I'll do some sound healing, just like a healing day, like a retreat day with me. And that's kind of like being able to just say, I've got all these modalities and I can use them. And that's where I'm just feel honored to be able to do that for someone yeah um and it's so i think it's important and i applaud you for doing this because not everybody's ready for hypnosis uh, not everybody understands or they have um, the will to do it and if we can find gentler softer approaches then we can simply open them up for later on whenever they will be ready for it yeah um uh, same thing with QHHT sessions. I I have clients sometimes and they would like to come back and they're coming back because they loved it so much. They want to explore some more. Mm -hmm. So it really depends on the level that we all are because we're all the same. It's, yeah. it's, it's really based on uh, when did we choose to wake up? Did we finish um, the missions or the lessons that we had to, you know, finish until this now moment so we can become healers, practitioners, what have you. Yeah, it's a beautiful design of life. And it's just so rewarding when you understand the higher picture. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. We'll do that for you. <laughs> 
So Lily, I could talk to you for hours, but I just want to ask you some final questions because it's just gone so quick. I'm looking at the time and I'm like, wow, it's like, it's like a hypnosis session. It's like, wow, I've been under for what, two hours? It feels like 15 minutes. (laughs) I obviously all all my listeners know I ask these questions at the end of an interview. So my first question is, if you had a magic wand, how would you use it to save our world? save the world oh okay so you know what I would do I would actually connect people's hearts because I was given this uh, picture in the meditation and I think the more we're connecting the more we're um, speaking from the heart the more we leave the ego aside the better we can serve the planet yeah I love that it's about unity unity and love and connection and peace and yeah connecting hearts is great yeah I like that Second question is, what are three things people can do right now to raise their consciousness? Um, I think people need to find their joy to begin with. Once you're finding your joy, you're shifting your frequency, your vibration, you feel better, right? So find your joy. Look and be... The second one will be, be honest with yourself. Stop lying to yourself. We all have aspects of our lives that we're putting in the corner, in the shadow. So the more we're facing our shadow work, right? Yeah. Um, again, the, the better humans we can become, you know? So joy, face your fears, really. And number three... Understand that this is a short journey. Life, in a way, is short, right? And make the best of every day. Like, try to live to the fullest. This is something that I understood in a way recently. It doesn't matter if you're spiritual or non-spiritual, if you're awakened or not awakened. Be you. Have fun. Stand tall right? We're here to experience all sides of our life, all corners, everything. Why not? Because it can be a lot of fun, right? Yeah. Love those. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Everyone's answers are just different. That's why I love asking the questions. The third and final question, which was a surprise for you, is if you had the whole planet with your attention if you could speak to the whole planet right now what would you say to everyone with all the people or the all the people people. if you had the whole planet the attention was on you and you're on a stage what would you say to them all oh keep pushing we got this we can do it (laughs) (laughs) yeah don't give up we're so close we're almost there that's what i would say i would say to have patience and trust you know, trust that we're never alone, trust that we're here for a higher mission, trust that we have all the tools and the gift that we need to, to complete and fulfill, you know, what we're here to do. Yeah. So keep going. That's what I would say. Keep going. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love those answers. So yeah, I could literally talk to you for hours, Lily, like every, every person I speak to, I like, I wish we could just do long four hour interviews because I think they would be so good. (laughs) I 
we'll put all of your links in the show notes so people can find you and check you out on your website. And if anyone's local in California, they can come and see you for a session. I'm sure they would love to. Is there any final messages you want to share with the audience today? Um, I would say that the more we're finding our inner truth, the more we're doing the homework in a way, the more that we're taking responsibility for what's happening in our life, realizing that we put it there to learn a lesson and to become better humans or better beings, the easier this journey will be. So it's really about, I, I'm really stressing about the inner work. I'm really stressing into discovering oneself and um, strive to become a better version of you because you're gonna be, we're all gonna be happier, mm. right? So yeah, just tap inside and find your truth. That's what I will end with, yeah. Oh, thank you. That's a great way to end the episode. So I hope everyone has enjoyed listening to us chat. And if any of you have any questions or you wanna reach out to any of us, please do. and. As always, please leave a five-star review and share this with your friends and your family. And again, I'm sending all the love out to all of you and I will speak to you all soon. Bye, guys. Bye. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, And in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.